This is Airborne Entrepreneur. Thank you very much for tuning into my podcast. And uh, I have with me very special guest today, and it's Caroline Marshall. And How nice to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming and spending some time with me because I know we met actually first time at Chamber of Commerce at the meeting. And uh, I was so impressed when uh, Caroline was talking about what she's doing. And I know she's expert career and business coach, but but the sentence she said that she's actually helping immigrants to find a career because of their names. And you know all that my name is uh, Alexandra Holtzbarova and that name probably, when someone actually saw probably the name of my CV, the first thing was like, oh, she can't speak any English. <laughs> Uh, I would like to probably ask you, because uh, I, I don't want to go deeper into introdu- introducing you, because I know you have a lot of things to say, because we had meeting and I know there was like three hours meeting to talk about <laughs> what we have done. And I would like to probably just uh, ask you if you can tell my audience who you are, what you do, and uh, I don't mind what you will pick up from your life, because I know you travel a lot. Sure, <laughs> with pleasure. First of all, thank you so much for allowing me to come on your podcast. Um, you are going great guns, girl, and it's lovely <laughs> to see uh, the the whole thing take off and Airborne Entrepreneur doing so well. So thank you for having me. Sure. <laughs> um Yes, so I have a varied background and uh, I started in corporate and continued in corporate life for many years and later on turned my attention towards community services and I had a natural bent towards um, doing community services and working with people on a one-on-one basis. So I did that, uh, later still became um, an expert in experiential learning. So for me, really, it's, it's very much about people being able to experience what it is that they're wanting to do or achieve and therefore through their experience learning and then being able to make sustainable change. And that took me from coaching severely disengaged young people who were disengaged from either education, training or employment for whatever reason. It may have been uh, because of family situation, it could have been because of addiction, it could have been because of some uh, criminality which might have crept into their life. But um, so that got me coaching young people. And of course, that then develops and, and we, I started to build that into employability skills. And that's where the career life coaching came from. Uh, a natural extension of that was to be a, a business coach. I, um, I specialized five, six years ago when I started my business in taking people hiking and camping on the Bibbleman track as part of um, their own personal growth and leadership development. Yeah, really, really fun. And one thing that I did notice was that as soon as you unplugged people from their technology, you ended up with individuals who for the first time had gotten rid of the clutter, the noise, all of the communication and all of the information that kept coming into their life. And that allowed them a quiet space. And in in my instance, it was physically removing them from their lives for a weekend, for an overnight or for five nights into the bush where in a forest next to a campfire, they were able to have a guided conversation, a facilitated conversation to say, where are you actually right now in your life and where would you like to be? 
and what steps do you need to take to get there? And so that's, that's right. where it's come from. Great questions that are really, really questions that we should always ask ourselves. And I always said, evaluate where you are at every three months or six months. It's so important. But I really love what you said about experiential and uh, engaging. And because for me, that was <clears throat> probably, sorry, probably my biggest struggle was um, when I was at workshops and presenter was just presenting. And they lost me in uh, 45 minutes because we usually can focus 45 minutes on like just listening. And I guess for me, when you say experiential or engagement, it's amazing because I think more people should do that, should, should actually educate us through experience. And I would like to know more probably because I know you, you mentioned bonfire and, and basically taking them away from that uh, normal environment. Yeah. What else did you do with them? Because I, I really so from a practical point of view, when when I work with anybody, I use uh, the old-fashioned grow model. I don't know if you know it. The, um, so for those listeners out there who want to get something practical out of our interaction this morning, I would immediately say, grab a pen and paper right now as we're speaking, and I want you to write down the word grow, G-R-O-W. And at the end of the day, honestly, if you're not somebody who's interested in any form of growth, well, perhaps I'm not the right person for you to be speaking to right now because when I spend time and emotional energy and intellectual capital on somebody, it's because I want them to be able to grow and I want to grow from them, from every interaction. I'm learning from you right now as we speak. And using the GROW model, I want you to think of the G as your goal. So that's a question that I would ask you to answer whether that's on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a fortnightly basis or a monthly basis or for the next five years. So what do you want from today? Um, so for me, my G today, my goal today was to complete this podcast with you and before the sun sets today, I need to clean up another recording, which I have with a very special person who I managed to screw up the recording somehow. So um, that's my goal for today. But my goal for the week is to make sure that I get some marketing collateral to a, a stakeholder who wants it and so on and so on and so forth. So you can take this grow model and just use the G to say, what is my goal right now? What do I need to complete right now this moment? Then I want you to write down the R, the the R in the GROW model stands for reality. So it's about you saying, where am I right now? Do I actually have the money to order the business cards that I need? No, I don't. Okay, I need to eBay something. I need to have a garage sale. I need to find whatever it is, $170 to order my business cards or $170,000 to launch my startup. And if that's where I'm at right now, then that is my reality. In order to achieve that specific goal, not any other goal. So for me, the example which I used was today's goal was uh, perhaps to uh, get the, the business cards printed. My reality is I need $170. Now we go into the, oh, what are my options? And I've already furnished you with some options. So what could I do? Well, I could eBay something. I could have a garage sale. I could ring around and do a little bit of debt collecting. But in my example, where I'm taking you 
in practical terms is for you to use a small thing like an acronym. And I know everybody's hanging out to find out what the W is. I'll give you the W in a minute. <laughs> but the, the goal is either bite-sized or it's a big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, it's like what we call a yeah. badass goal, you know, like a really, this is going to be a brand new business. It's going to be huge. I'm taking the world by storm, etc. Yeah. Or it's, um, it's just going to be something which is, for example, in, in my personal business right now, I've got to get better at QuickBooks right so it's a burning goal it sits there week on week i basic i know all the basics of quickbooks but oh my goodness i know there's so much more and so one of my goals for um july august is to complete a quickbooks course a little micro learning and make sure that i can tidy that learning up a little bit so we've got the g we've got the r we've got the goal we've got our reality we've also talked a little bit about what could I do? So what are my options? Well, I could go to the, the bank for a loan for the 170,000, which means I, I need a business plan or um, sort, some sort of financial plan and a marketing plan. Uh, I could, in my case, just eBay something to make my $170 to go and order my, my business cards. So in practical terms, you need to be able to reflect and put down some bullet points on what are my options. And then the W is the way your way forward so the g and the r is that you need a road map yeah now you've got your mapping done and the o and the w options in the way is where where are you coming from where are you going to and which way are you going to get there which route are you actually going to take and that's just about what will you do don't talk to me about, oh, yes, we're going to have this and we're going to have that. I always say, gonna doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need that. to know what exactly are you going to do. Okay, I'm going to phone Janet and she's going to give me that. Then I'm going to do a spreadsheet about this and then I'm going to create a four-page document about that. Great. By when? And we all know about SMART goals and yes. creating smart yes. goals and that's where i would tack that smart goal creation under the w under which way are you going yes. to go what will you actually do so that's part of my experiential learning process is that you need to be able to grow and when we're talking about growth it's not airy fairy nonsense you need to have a plan yeah i absolutely agree and that's what i actually found kind of problem or issue with a lot of uh, small business owners they don't have plans and even though some people are saying like oh you, you need to have your business plan because you're a business coach but it's not true because of the business coach uh, industry it's more about when you don't have the goal you don't know where you're going and I always compare that with um, with a guy when you know you call the taxi and first of all when you call the taxi you need to tell him where you are at like where you stay if you don't know where you are and you can't move from the space you can't even call taxi that means that's the first thing and i always say when you already are in taxi that you know where you are at you still need to call you know, tell him address not just like oh tell, take me to the cbd somewhere you need to tell him exactly number exactly the street and that's why i always said you need to have really clear plan or vision and i would like to probably talk about that a little bit because i know vision is so important people say like oh i don't don't bother with vision and mission statement on other other hand if you are growing your i don't know if you will agree with me if you're growing your 
your organization like you probably started with you know like a solo trader after that you have a few people working with you sometimes it's just a va or digital marketer that you hire but people already should know what is what is your vision where you're heading because they can't really join you you know in the same pace they can't go with you to that point where you are heading i guess when they don't have any idea about your vision do you agree with that I do in a measure, but I'd like to bring you one step back before going forwards because yes, vision is really important, but I have really found that. So vision, when you say to a small business owner or somebody who's wanting to launch a startup, you say, oh, so what's your vision? They'll tell you about the product or service that they're going to be selling and they'll, they'll make out to you like that is their vision. But if you take a step back, I want you rather to reflect upon your beliefs and your values. Because if you can nail your values and your beliefs, then you are actually able to let's let's just talk about values first. If you so if you talk about yeah, if you talk about your values, this refers to the, the principles or the standards of behavior or your own judgment of what is important in life. Now if, if I ask you, Alex, what is important in life? You're going to say X, Y, Z. Now, if I ask John, who's sitting next to you, John, what is important in life? His may be EFG. And if you say, Caro, what are your values? What is important in life? I will have a completely different take on it again. And four people out of 10 in the room might say, my my values are around having enough money to be secure okay so mine is a values uh, based on financial security but somebody else might say no time is more valuable to me than anything else i need to have balance so balance is for me the most important thing you can't start a business or you can't go into anything without 100% knowing first, why are you doing this? What are your values that this is going to speak to? And then you can speak into the life of the person who's starting the small business and say, okay, so you're all about financial freedom. Great. Then we better create a business that's going to make you loads of money, truckloads of money. But if you've said to me, having a balanced lifestyle and being able to go to your children's school and uh, see them perform in a concert or being able to go down to the beach every morning and do yoga before you start your day, that's part of your value system because you value time over and above money, like you'd rather earn less. And, and this is an evolution, like people start out thinking they want to make money. Um, and then their value system changes and then suddenly they go, you know what, I'm making money. And quite frankly, I don't need that much money. What I really need is more time with my family. Or I really think it's so cool that I'm now able to say, guess what, guys? I don't work on Friday and I don't work on Monday. How cool is that? <laughs> like, I don't work for the man. I work for myself and I don't work Friday or Monday, you know, and obviously weekends are mine. So I have only uh, a three day week and I get so much more done because I value time above money. So once you know what your values are, your beliefs are obviously more, they refer to your convictions about things or your acceptance that something exists or is true. So your beliefs would be about there is a God and I don't need proof, I just believe it. 
Um, I believe that you can be successful through hard work. That's my belief system that I have a great work ethic, therefore I will be successful. That's not a value, that's my belief system. And once you've got those two nailed, ah, then you're away because now you know, I'm calling the taxi because of this thing, yeah. because I want to achieve more money, or I'm calling that taxi because I want to achieve more time with my family, or I want to be financially independent. Yeah. So, so that's why I would back you up a little bit first and I would go to, to values and beliefs first. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's always work we do before to going to the vision. But I, for me, what you said is most important when you say your why, that your why is so important because if you don't know why you're doing your business, you are probably not going to be successful because it's, there is not attachment to, like, to your why or to your purpose. And, uh, and I guess I'm not saying I also don't agree that we should have attachments, but, but I think to know or to be aware of your purpose is very important. And I, I love what you said, because I think values are exactly expression of ourselves. And I always say your values can change. And what I noticed, what you said, it's uh, exactly the values always change because people are coming to you and they're like, yeah, I want to have money. I want to earn so much money. But finally, mm -hmm. they achieve some financial freedom a little bit or they, they make enough and they're like you know what i don't want that much <laughs> i really i really want to have free time and i can see the change even when i speak with some some coaches or some other people around that they're like oh yeah i will call you during the weekend i said i'm not working during the weekend yeah don't and, call me and yeah, look that's my time yeah and they're like but, but you should and i said why because it's your business i said because it's my business i'm not working during the weekends because that's I really right. value my time. Yeah. And, I'm not and, a slave to somebody else that's making me work weekends. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think when people really work hard, I'm, I'm not saying at the beginning you are working hard, usually first three, four months, I believe you agree. It's really like we really work hard. <laughs> like the, the startup but is this really thing. work though? Is it and work? The, when, yeah. when you're involved in a startup, it's and like being it. pregnant. Yes, you're going yes. into labor. <laughs> it's about having this baby that's going to be birthed. I love so, it. <laughs> You know, all the process of launching a new business, it's so damned exciting yes. that you want to be involved 24-7. You are sitting there at two o'clock in the morning worrying about your copy and worrying about which image to use on your Facebook page and the blue on the logo is not quite right, you know. And so you invest that. all of this time um, into it in the beginning. And that's part of launching a new business. I mean, many of your listeners will be serial entrepreneurs purely and simply because they think that they're in the business of launching a business in order to sell, I don't know, pencils, right? So I'm making this business to sell these amazing pencils and this is what I'm gonna do. And they launch the business and then six months in they go, okay, cool, we're selling pencils, yay. And I'm bored to tears. <laughs> and I'm going to go and start this other little business here on the side because really what I am is I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm, I'm not really a pencil guy. <laughs> I'm not really, that's not actually what my passion is about. So your why is deeply rooted 
in that which motivates you. And, and I'll borrow from Simon Sinek here. And I, I'm sure many of your listeners uh, know of Simon Sinek. And if you don't, please write this down. His name is Simon. The spelling in the surname is Sinek. It's S-I-N-E-K. He's written multiple books. He's an international awesome. world-renowned author, bestseller, and a phenomenal speaker, very down to earth. And um, thing I do like about him, he manages to do do all of that without the foul language, uh, which some of our uh, influencers need. But Simon Sinek, <laughs> no names mentioned. No, <laughs> Simon Sinek talks about the golden circle. And yeah. the golden circle basically is your three rings. So if you can visualize a dartboard and again, uh, me coming back to my grow model of coaching and, and experiential learning, if you have a pen and paper, uh, draw this uh, in front of you, uh, a small circle, a slightly larger circle surrounding that circle, and then a third circle, even bigger. Now, this is what Simon Sinek calls the golden circle. The outer circle, the largest one, that is what you do. So write the word what in that outer circle. This is what your company does. And in my um, very silly example, I said we sell pencils. So uh, we make and sell amazing HB pencils. That's what we do. This is a, a 4B artist pencil I've been sketching. Um, so we make and sell pencils, right? The middle circle or inner circle, and that middle circle is how we do it. Well, uh, with our pencils, we have an online shop and we sell them on Amazon and we sell them on eBay. And uh, once we've got all these pencils, we also gift them to orphanages in Indonesia. That's what we do with our pencils, right? But the very, very inner circle is why. Yeah. Why do we make these pencils? Why do we have an eBay account? Why do we have Amazon? Is it because we're totally passionate about pencils and we want the world to be able to write and we think lead is the new ink and you just have to have a pencil? We, we think they're so stylish and we have a brand new functional design for pencils. Or is my why because I want something that allows me to make and sell a product online strictly because I'm incapacitated and I'm wheelchair bound and whatever product I create has to be something that is online. So it's really not about the what is it? It's not about the pencil and it's not about the how. Yeah. The why, the actual motivation is it's a low cost item which I can produce without being on site and they can't really mess it up. They don't need me. There's not much R&D involved because I'm wheelchair bound and cannot actually be on site to manufacture something and, and have a, a bigger business. But if you personally cannot tell me why your business is doing what it does, you've lost the plot. And I do believe in my opinion, your success rate just went down exponentially by not understanding your why. What is it exactly that you're trying to answer? And my why is very much about 
supporting individuals in a form of life crisis. I don't care if that life crisis is because you've just arrived as a new migrant, English second language in a new country, and you're trying to find employment. Or if you have been raised by a pair of drug addicts, you've been caught spray painting the local school and you're now part of the juvenile justice system. Or if you're a business owner who has decided that your annual revenue needs to exceed 500,000 and you don't know how to level up to make a million next year, but this is your quandary. I really and truly don't care what it is that you're wanting to do. My why is because I love to work with people in transition. So it's not that I'm selling career coaching. It's not that I'm selling life coaching. It's not that I'm selling pencils. It's about being involved in that person's journey, whether that, that uh, journey is about uh, becoming a musician, starting uh, to follow a particular faith or building a business. Uh, it would not affect me and it wouldn't affect my why. So um, yeah, I would highly recommend people read Simon Sinek, get fully involved. There's a lot more to the what, the how and the why in the yeah. golden circle. Yeah, I love that. Like, I love that you mentioned that because I, I was actually watching his videos and when he compared a few different brands, even Apple and I think there was other, other, other brands that he even say they are probably having better products, but because Apple has better reason, their why, why they're doing that. And basically they always catch us all and we have all iPhones. <laughs> and That's right. And, and Apple is not selling um, phones. And I'm going to say this clearly now, yeah. Apple does not sell mobile yeah. phones. Apple <laughs> sells a lifestyle and it's the lifestyle that you buy into. Exactly. Um, and it's, I think it's amazing. They, uh, but that's why I always said it's so important, even probably you will agree with that, but to have really great marketing department in your business, even when you're a startup or when you, when you just sole trader, it's uh, so important to have people that are helping you with copy, with marketing message, with, with your story. Because if you don't have your story and you can't express what is your why, you can't connect with audience. Because I, I was saying at the beginning, like I, first of all, English was still, I still struggled a little bit at the beginning. And, and people were putting me down. It's like, oh, you can't speak, you know, in front of people, you can't do that. And, and I was like, you know what, I can't do it. And I was, I started to do that. And it's all about confidence. And I know I'm making mistakes, you know, but I guess that's very visible because I still have accent. <laughs> but and, Alex, that's so and, much a part of your charm. That's yeah. so much about what you're marketing. And just being involved with you and being in the same space with you, hearing that beautiful, warm, caramelly accent tells me this is something different. This you is something <laughs> new and something different. And that's what you're marketing. You're marketing yeah. and hinging a lot of what you do on, the, on your European experience. You're not, you know, just a Joe regular from down the road, you know, Ali Bob with the same story. And you're somebody who's had this amazing uh, message. I know you've worked all over the world. Um, yeah. You mentioned a couple of different countries that you've worked in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was Thailand and uh, Caribbean and Europe and basically Australia now. But thank you for that. It's, it's lovely. And I, I, I just, why I was, wanted to say that why, how it's important because I didn't have clear my story and I was, I struggled because I felt like I was putting a little bit down and the beginning was really hard. 
and I realized that actually I have so many things that I want to tell to people and help them. And after that, I realized that I actually attracted some people also from like having accent or coming from that different countries. And a few different immigrants contacted me and they said, this is amazing that you, you got the courage to do that and actually talk to people and talk, and do lives and do your podcast. And I said, if I can only help the, those people to get more courage, that's enough, you know, just, just for start. And I realized what is my why. And now when I'm language, my story, I'm using a lot of why and, and what I did and why I did it and why I was moving from different countries to different countries, because th that's the same with you, because you were also, you were from uh, South Africa. Originally, about, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and we talk about a few experiences as well. And actually I would like to probably talk about that a little bit, uh, because I think it's so important to bring a little bit of that story that, that you traveled and, and why you ended up here and how, what is your why, why you decided to do your, your career, Ninga careers? Mm. Because I think it's important to, to tell this story. <laughs> so, um, I suppose in order to go forward, you always need to look backwards and like yourself, um, you've, you've obviously expressed that you started your, your languaging of what it is that you do later on about having the courage to move forward in spite of your accent. And I suppose my courage came from having to leave Africa and specifically having to leave South Africa because um, I was really patriotic and really had spent a lot of my youth. Uh, my, my husband and I, um, I've been with my husband since I was 15 years old. So, <laughs> and we've been married for 34 years. So we've been together for over 40 years. But as awesome. youngsters, we were very much a part of the struggle, um, the, the struggle in South Africa and being a part of that struggle um, for uh, apartheid to be eliminated and for Nelson Mandela to be released from prison meant that very quickly we found ourselves in a position where we had to publicly show our opinion and we had to stand by our opinion, which oftentimes was contrary and in conflict with general and the popular opinion, because we were the new generation. We were the millennials of our time, you know, this is a hundred years ago. And so in having to, to stand up and share our opinion and be uh, unequivocally positive about the opinion which wasn't popular opinion gave me the why in my life to be authentic regardless of whether or not I had all the facts but that I should try to practice authenticity in what I do and I learned that that wasn't so much about what I did know but it was about owning what I didn't know so I'll say that again. So it's not so much about knowing what you do know. It's more about admitting what you don't know and being okay with that. I often tell job seekers who come to me for career advice, when you go into interview, what I want you to do is sell, sell, sell the fact that you can do 65% of the job. <laughs> and that for the remaining 35%, you are so willing to learn because yeah. you don't need to go in there and try to sell 100% because maybe you don't have 100%. 
and you know that you're going to fall short in that 20% that you don't know, but you're so willing to learn how to do it. But you being authentic and you being honest is where you're going to succeed. And I saw that in South Africa. I saw that as the country started to transition and as I started to enter into my adulthood and challenge the status quo and say, no, this is not right. And yes, I'm willing to burn flags and I'm willing to march and I'm willing to shout and perform and, you know, wow. do speeches to encourage change in my country. And once that change started to happen, um, and I'll say this now with confidence, we were fortunate enough to be able to leave during the worst time of um, the situation in transition in South Africa, mm. only because of my husband's right. career. So being in a, in a country where there was a lot of transition, it was an opportunity for us to really prove our why, to be authentic and to stand by our word, which is what we did. And we were invited, uh, fortunately, through my husband's career to move to Botswana, which is another um, black African country. And in Botswana, we met and worked with a really diverse range of people because we were that 10% of the white expatriate, uh, you know, upper income uh, really kind of mixing with all the diplomats and those people in a, in a completely black African country. And what we did was we didn't bring our values and traditions and habits to the country. We adopted all of what the new country had to offer, which gave us this tremendously diverse kind of melting pot of values because we were forced to perform and do business in a, in a society and in an economy which wasn't our own. And we learned to sit beneath a tree and share food and have several moments of long-winded relationship building very early on in the piece before we could actually start to get to the point of the meeting and learning that from the Motsetswana people together with learning their language allowed me to see that in any negotiation it's about taking that time to stop the process sit beneath a tree find out exactly what everybody's agenda is share a, a, a bowl of maroch which is the uh, Motsetswana you know beautiful um beer sour beer <laughs> smoke a pipe maybe you know i'm i'm giving you analogies of of what I'm, i didn't smoke pipes <laughs> but have that opportunity to stop and not just walk in with my values and my vision and my mission and let's go 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 let's do this i want to sell you this thing i want to market you this thing but the African way is to stop everything and have what's called an indaba, just slow everything down, sit beneath a tree. Let's talk about your family, my family, where do you come from? And funnily enough, that was duplicated again when we moved to New Zealand and uh, met the most beautiful Maori people who invited us onto the Marae, which is the, 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 the local homestead of whichever clan of Maori family. Yeah. yeah same principle let's build a relationship let's go in communion together let's share food let's share values let's understand one another first before we 
find out what your agenda is about. That's so so I, these are just so principles that I've adapted yeah. to my business. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I always offer a one hour complimentary conversation. Whether it's you're coming cool. to me, yeah. you know, for BizPod, if, you, if you're somebody who wants to uh, produce and launch a, a, a podcast and you want to have ads and intros and outros and jingles and everything, yes, obviously I'm capable of sitting down and going, okay, cool, give me the facts. What is it that you want? Here's the price. Here's the quote. Let's go. I can do this for you. Yeah. I'll deliver to your timeline. Let's do this thing. But it's not intrinsically how I do business. How I do business is to share a meal, drink the coffee, you know, have the conversation. Who are you? Who are you? It's are so you important. married? Are you, are you single? How long have you had your business? What do you do on the weekend? Do you prefer kayaking or cycling? Okay, so you make pencils, that's cool. How many pencils? Why do you make pencils? Where are you going with these pencils? What do you want me to do for your business? It's so important. And it's that's what really I've learned important. that across four or five continents. <laughs> it's Honestly, I, I love what you said. I love when you said that you actually come to the new culture and you have to adapt you know, what they do, how they do. And first you try to understand, and that's so important for traveling. First of all, I really admire your experience with the different cultures and traveling and, and actually your approach. I think it's amazing. And I, I think everybody should do it that way. I oh, honestly yeah. think if you can, let's you can go do for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I love what, what you said that you need to understand your client first. You need to know who the person is. And, and I really agree because that it's no point when you say someone, yes, and the first call, first 10 minutes call and you said, yeah, this is for you. I can offer you great service. You can find on the way that that's not your ideal client. That's not the person you want to work with. And I think that's so important because it's your business. You can make decisions we will work with. And I think yeah. that's the, that's the magic thing that you can do in your business because you can't do it in any other company when you work for someone. And, and that's think- the money shot. That is the money shot. If you're a small business owner or you're a coach or you have a gym or or you're an advisor of some sort or you're a consultant, the money shot is picking the client and knowing this is a guy I really want to work with or, oh my goodness, this lady is lovely and she really wants a job because um, she just wants to work three days a week or what, and I'm going to find her that magical something that she's on a journey to discover. Yeah. And when you're foreign in a new country, it's so much not, uh, I need to make this very clear. I'm not a very big advocate for copy what you see in the new country and become that person. I believe you will always be Romanian in Australia and I will always be South African in Australia and somebody else will always be German in Australia or Afghanistani in Australia. I'm not asking you to forsake your own culture or your own values or your own belief system. What I'm saying, and you said it so perfectly, Alex, when you use the expression adapt, 
because traveling teaches you to be that chameleon that you can adapt and you it's being adaptive in business it's about pivoting isn't it it's yes. about being able to adapt your messaging to the the audience uh, last night i was a guest speaker at um, rotary international and the joy of that was looking at the room and seeing the the overall age of the audience and the likelihood of that audience's interaction with podcasts me uh, being asked to speak about inspire radio uh, where i'm a radio presenter and so i'm speaking about being on inspire radio and i'm speaking about podcasting and i'm looking at the audience going these people are not podcasting right but they are listening to the radio so um it's really about adapting to the audience in whatever country you find yourself in you know yeah. and i think if you have that flexibility to be humble enough to adapt your offering and understand the language that on a friday afternoon if you're going into a, a workshop the footy is going to be on the tv and the blokes and everybody in the company is probably going to be sloshing around having a couple of beers and watching the football yeah and that's okay and you know when the big race is on the the big horse race is on um you're going to be buying yourself a fancy hat and you're going to be going off with your fascinator to to go and watch the melbourne cup because that's what we do in australia i'm not asking you to develop an aussie twang or forsake the fact that in your country you always bring let's say a sticky honey treat to every meeting bring your honey treat you know i yeah. work with uh, so many beautiful chinese clients and it's so valuable to understand the offering even the small things like handing your business card with two hands receiving the business card with two hands enjoying a tea ceremony before you start talking business i love that it's little things it's the little exactly. things and I think that's the magic of that because we should bring all these little things because a lot of countries now are really multi multicultures. Correct. And I think it's very important to bring all these small things and nuances about our culture into different countries because it's great and beautiful mixture. And I love it. I really enjoy it. I always ask people when they are from different countries, like, oh, tell me how you do that. How you do that? Yes. Shoes on, <laughs> shoes off. <laughs> Am I touching you? Am I shaking your hand or not? This is before coronavirus. <laughs> that was actually a big thing for me to understand that you're walking into the house and you don't take your shoes off. Because we always took shoes off <laughs> in front of the doors. That means it, it's really funny. Like, I actually, it took me time to use to it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, probably, because you, you say a lot of things. Um, I believe uh, people can go back and reply the, the podcast because it was so, so many, I would say, advice, you know, around the grow model and what to do and uh, how to adapt in business. It's really beautiful to talk to you and I can probably do it another few hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably at the end just to have that nice and I would like to ask about your new project because I know it's uh, Bspot and you, you, you change a little bit, you, you're going to actually launch that very shortly and I would like to know and probably that would be great for our audience as well. Thank you so much. So uh, we are pivoting as well. Uh, obviously, uh, Ningi Careers continues to function as Ningi Careers. And we found that because of a demand, really, we developed so many skills uh, with launching the radio station over the last six months that 
all of our, our audio specialist actually has come into partnership with me in business and we're doing a small startup. I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs, obviously. Clearly, that's what, <laughs> what my passion is. But yeah. if you are a small business owner or a large business owner, anybody in between, and you are wanting to get into podcasting uh, yourself, Alex, you've got a professional setup and you know how to do it. You're, you're spending a great deal of time and energy and effort editing everything. I am uh, delivering a service now where you can come to us. We can support you with the creation of your content so that your listeners get taken on a journey without in any way affecting your content, ensuring that you stay on message with your own brand, but also supporting you to make that brand something stable and something very attractive and do all the marketing for you. We can support you with um, the very, very good, uh, let's say, I want to say the production side of it so that your audio is absolutely beautiful. So you have intros, outros, we create radio style jingles, so you have all of your adverts. And that's for any length of podcast, whether your podcast is 10 or 15 minutes a week, an hour a week, an hour once a month, that doesn't matter. And in addition to which, if you're wanting just to come to us for an advertisement or an infomercial or an advertorial, we can do an interview style thing for you so that you can put that across all of your socials and uh, we will do all the voiceover work for you, add all the music, and make sure that your brand is ready to go in terms of your startup process. And we're offering it at obviously launch rates, which is uh, affordable for most small business owners. And like I said before, we'll have an indaba. We'll sit down under a tree with you and have a conversation around what your needs are, what you're trying to achieve with your podcasting or with your advert. And uh, we'll work uh, we'll work with you to structure it in such a way that uh, you can you can go on a subscription basis or just a one-off. Uh, we're there to support your business and make sure that you sound really slick and really professional. So that's BizPod B I Z P O D, and you can write to me Caroline at BizPod.com.au and get all of the information. And uh, I'd be very happy to sit down with you and have a further conversation. Yeah, thank you very much for that. I think it's very important. And I know how much time I spend with editing. Then Misa will be probably more than happy to talk to you about that because it's getting really busy. And, um, and, and it's, I, it's a waste said, of your time. It's not the money shot for you. And I'm For not, you to spend all this time producing your podcast after the recording, it's not necessary. You could just send me the file and be done and uh, you get back the finished product ready to go. <laughs> that would be so beautiful. I think I'm going to do that because I have already a few recordings waiting for me and I just don't have time. But anyway, thank you very much. I think this was really great and productive conversation and I believe uh, people will take a lot into their business and it was so lovely to talk to you and I definitely would like to talk more about traveling and, and cultures because I think that's amazing conversation and I can't wait to talk to you and have a coffee with you. <laughs> Alex, 
Thank you so, so much for having me on your podcast. I truly appreciate it. You have a beautiful, warm, authentic, and generous spirit. And it shows in everything that you do right across your business. That's why you are attracting such incredible people into your, into your crew, into your tribe. And uh, well done to you and well done to Airborne Entrepreneur. I really appreciate being one of your guests on your podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Those such a lovely words. <laughs> Thank you and see you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Airborne Entrepreneur, Alexandra Hoxborough, brought to you by The Mentoring Effect. For more information, go to www.thementoringeffect.com.